Finley Toyota Studio, it's Coalfield and Company. Here we go, 4 o'clock hour national title game is on the way. Twin Peaks is the site to watch the game. Willie Ramirez on the scene. Big beers under 4 bucks. Select appetizers 2, 4, and 6. They've got an amazing list of shot specials. Uh, 19 different shots for $3.99. That's very cool. Candy, I'm guessing you're not going out and throwing a bunch back. I will tell you a personal story. I haven't had Fireball, in a, like a lot of Fireball, in a long time. Um, kind of switched over to Jackfire, which is a little bit smoother and less sweet. Boy, oh boy, I had uh, Albuquerque. I always like to try to push the limits of the gut. And because you remember a couple of years ago on game day before walking up and down that ramp at the pit, um, I had maybe the biggest baked potato with toppings I've ever had in my life and washed it down with a coffee. And when I got to the arena, I think this was like 2019, I was like, oh boy. Uh, this time on Friday night, I think in all, uh, because what are you going to do? If a place has a fireball shot special, you have to do it. Um, I think I had five shots and oof. Iron Gut Cofield on Saturday did not react well to all those shots. So, hmm. Whenever you decide to retire <laughs> from Lotus Broadcasting, yes, yes. I feel like we need the last 60 seconds yeah. to be transcribed <laughs> and hung on a banner yep. in the party somewhere. That that, that, nothing could better sum up the yeah. Steve Cofield experience yes. than what we just heard right there. Five fireball shots. Don't recommend it. Don't recommend it, but... Uh, we were in the uptown area of Albuquerque. It's quite the party area, so you know you got to do what the locals are doing. Got to do what the locals are doing. Yeah, when I, when I'm in Albuquerque, I go to Frontier. I get uh, you know some carne adovada. I maybe stop by a brewery, have a beer. I avoid fireball in all cities. It has I, nothing to do with Albuquerque. I was taking the advice of one Adam Hill. I said, "Hey, I'm going to go to one Whataburger or." Waffle House, and he said, hey, go when the bars are closing, and guess who showed up at Waffle House with some other people at around, like, 1.30? Waffle House was on. Waffle House was on. Willie Ramirez, he doesn't do that shot stuff. He doesn't eat waffles. I don't think he's too healthy. Uh, he's out at Twin Peaks, but he will at least be around 29-degree beer, and he loves the scenic views. You all should. Willie, how you doing, buddy? What's happening, guys? A uh, whole lot. I drank too much Fireball this weekend. Um, all right, let's get no into... Shock. No, <laughs> no shock. No shock, right? <laughs> uh, let's get into <laughs> what what's going on uh, tonight in a couple minutes. But first of all, what happened today? Uh, Raiders wrap things up. And really, the story of today, aside from no real commitment on the quarterback thing from Josh McDaniels, is Josh Jacobs and where he goes from here after winning the NFL rushing title. How about that? Yeah, he. W I mean, you know, I think throughout the season what we saw from this kid was just sort of letting everything roll off his back in terms of not having his fifth-year option picked up, um, getting starting the first two series of the Hall of Fame game, just kind of letting that roll off his back. Just big smile when I asked him about it early, early, early in the season and saying, you know what, just makes me know that um, – Next time I'll get that extension, and that was—I mean, he—you know—that he quoted in him and saying that a lot of us did stories on him throughout the year, and he never turned his back on the media. That's why he was also named the Craig Long. He received the Craig Long Award for as far as from the media members, the, the guy who was most accessible and um, easiest to deal with type thing. Last, last year was Max Crosby. This year, Josh Jacobs, and he just had a great attitude all season long, and he never let anything bother him. Outside noise, whatever was going on with the team. 
uh, you know, winning, losing, distractions, whatever was being brought up that we heard of, it didn't affect Josh Jacobs' game. And then we find out that the day after uh, DeMar Hamlin collapses on a field that Josh Jacobs' father has a heart attack. The next day he goes to Tulsa to be by his bedside. Friday his father wakes up and says, you go uh, put the icing on the cake with this rushing title. He flies back, and on four and a half hours of sleep, he plays in the game and does media and sits there and fields all of our questions and then leaves uh, Allegiant, gets on a plane, goes back to Tulsa. Um, it just uh, it just speaks to the character of Josh Jacobs. Sounds like a guy you'd want to build an organization around. Do you think they're going to? Um, I think that they're going to put a franchise tag on him because I think that they mm. I think that they would look silly if they don't. Simply just just for the fact that <laughs> you know they, they sent the message in not in not um, in not extending him and having the running backs room that they did. I think the message was sent like, hey. You know what? Prove to us that you belong here, and I think he more than did that. They'd be, you know, yes, running backs come a dime a dozen. I get it, but when you can put a franchise tag on someone like that who puts his heart and soul into everything, and you just have to basically pay an average of you know the top five in his position at his you know where he's at, um, and you don't necessarily have to extend yourself for at least one year. I think you do that, and I think that he's going to prove it once again. Now, it just all depends on who they bring in to run the show with at the quarterback spot. But I think that it is somebody, and when it comes to the running back, I think he's done enough to prove that you build around him when it comes to who's your who's your number one. Willie, what do you got going on at Twin Peaks for the title game tonight? Well, the the big thing is the star of the show has come out because because there are bulldogs playing. And he wanted to root for his canine breed. Kalua is making appearance. What? Really? Yeah. Absolutely. How about that? <laughs> the uh, you remember Maddie behind the bar? She's bugged me all season. I was like, look, I'm down here for seven hours. Certainly, you know, at, at certain points or six and hours, and there's no way. But for a watch party where we're not on the air, but we're, you know, and I'll be checking in throughout the show once 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 things get started. So uh, they will hear me checking in. Um, but Kalua has definitely made an appearance, or he's down here, um, and I'm sure that the ladies won't mind. I'll just leave it at that. I had a finishing touch for that, considering the breed he is, but I'll leave it at that, considering this is a family-friendly show. But, yeah, other than that, you know the deal. The best kitchen, the best place all year that we've been here for Monday nights, uh, all season long, the appetizer specials, two, four, six dollars The appetizer sampler is $9.99. They got the, 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 the tall boys... Um, what is it? Three ninety nine. You got four ninety nine for the import tall boys. You got the shot specials. That extensive list, like you were just talking about a little bit ago. We don't need you down here trying to test the gut again. By the way, <laughs> um, and then all their house specials. The Long Island ICs are are top notch. So get down here because uh, Mateo and I are hanging out. We got uh, Kalua in the house. We got the national championship game. It's already getting packed. Carissa's at the front, so make sure you ask Carissa to get you a great table and, and get down here. All right, Willie. We'll see you in a little bit. Thanks, dude. All right. Talk to you later. There he is. Willie Ramirez hosting the party at Twin Peaks, and his uh, his little wiener dog is on the scene. He loves that dog. He loves that dog. Would you bring a – I mean, there, there are dog-friendly spots. Have you brought your dog out to uh, to a meal just to hang out? How, by the way, you have one dog? Because what we hear at times, uh, especially during COVID when we're all doing shows from different locations, 
Um, you have one dog? Because I know there's a loud dog. Or do you have multiple dogs? No, it's just one who makes all that noise all by himself. <laughs> uh, he is a 53-pound Australian shepherd, which makes it a little more challenging to bring him out to a place. Like, Willie can just pick up Kahlua and carry Kahlua yes, around. Yes. I, I would look like I had a giant sack of potatoes trying to get away from me if I carried that dog around the bar. I mean, don't get me wrong. He is a ridiculously attractive dog. He is the Fabio of dogs. Oh, wow. But that being said, I don't need that headache at a restaurant. Pretty good discipline. Most of the time we hear the dog bark, but now kind of kind of up and down with the discipline. I mean, I mean, I, I, it's going to sound like I'm in an abusive relationship here when I say it's different when it's just the two of us, but it really <laughs> is different when it's just the two of us versus when there's a crowd around and he gets all fired up and yeah. uh, maybe uh, isn't as good about the discipline. Okay. I feel like Raiders management needs to be disciplined in spite of what they just saw this year with Josh Jacobs. The F word just got dropped just a couple of minutes ago. Franchise tag. The F word in football. And it's really, really a cuss word when it comes to running backs. In your mind, I, I shudder in fear throwing this your way. But Willie said the Raiders will franchise tag Josh Jacobs. Your thoughts? I really do enjoy when you put some red meat on my plate on a Monday afternoon, Steve Cofield. Over the cap anticipates that the running back franchise tag for 2023 is going to come in at roughly $10 million. Hmm, Okay. Okay. That's not a completely unreasonable number, and it's a one-year contract. Now you have to look at what else the Raiders have around. So... Derek Carr probably isn't around, right? Devontae Adams' cap number next year is $14.5 million. Darren Waller's is twelve six. Chandler Jones, yeah, 19-4 with a guaranteed salary of sixteen. Um, then you look down, you see Hunter Renfro at $13 million. So, as opposed to signing Josh Jacobs to a long-term contract, if I'm going to bring him back on the franchise at one year for $10 million, I know you thought you knew what you were going to get there, Cofield. Mm. It's not the worst decision they could make. I don't think this team should be spending $10 million on a running back. However, if we want to talk about value beyond the locker room, if he really is the guy who is the captain for this team, who's one of the guys who's helped hold them together, sure. If you want to overspend on him by 4 or $5 million, that's fine. Just realize you got a lot of spots to shore up if you're the Raiders right now. And if you take that money away from what you should be spending on a running back, which is more like 4 or $5 million, then you're probably going to have to take it and not have it for a cornerback, an offensive lineman, or something this team really needs. So if you think the Raiders are going to go franchise tag, is Josh Jacobs a bad guy if he just says, no, no, you're not. No. No, I'm not going to do that. Now, his only his only option is to do what? Hold in. I mean, like, or, like, pull, it, or, or pull Le'Veon Bell and go, you know what, I'm going to take the year off and rest. Well, it's just, yeah, it's essentially what I'm, what, what I'm getting at is like, you know, you, there's no such thing as a hold out anymore, right? He could just say, yeah, I'm essentially de facto retiring, but he's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. Uh, Josh Jacobs is smart enough to know that he's going to get paid if he has another season like that. But for running backs, that not that the whole question? Yep. You never know when the cliff comes. And when you find that cliff, you drop off it immediately. Running backs do not have like, oh, he after his 1,600-yard season, he had a 1,400-yard season. No, no, no. What it ends up being is he's either going to pr- keep producing at that very tip-top level or he's going to get injured Ooh. like he was early in his career and play five games. You know, I wanted to compare him to Le'Veon Bell and say, 
Well, I mean, Josh Jacobs is very young and only 25 years old. Le'Veon Bell took the chance at a much older. No, he didn't. Le'Veon Bell's only 30 now. He was 26 that year he sat out, and he fell off the cliff. The Jets got almost nothing out of him when he did come back. He wound up sitting out, what, the 2018 season? He played 15 games with the Jets, 789 on the ground, and since then it's just been nothing, and he's pretty much out of football at 30 years old. So, And you can look at uh, some stats that go back over time, and the most recent number I've seen is that the average running back career in the NFL is 2.57 years. So if you're Josh Jacobs and you're about to come to the end of four years, you are already operating on some level of borrowed time. So essentially, what the franchise tag would become for the Raiders is a more expensive fifth-year option that they didn't ultimately give Josh Jacobs in the first place, which I don't think is crazy. Now, if they go and sign him to some sort of long-term deal with a bunch of guaranteed money, they're absolutely going to regret it. And then, Cofield, then you will get the true dragon's fire from my mouth as to yes. what is Dave Ziegler doing. I forgot one of our listeners has always uses a dragon graphic. A dragon you. and fire. Yes, yes. Thank you, Frank. <laughs> the head of uh, House of Dragons, uh, one Adam Candy, we're going to discuss Jacobs, Carr, the rest of the roster a lot um, because you know a lot of that's unknown. We don't know the exact dates for these games, but what do you think of the initial look now at the Raiders' schedule in 2023 after Week 18? They know where everyone falls here. Um, away games in division, of course, KC, Chargers, Broncos, then at Bears, at Lions, at Dolphins, at Bills, at Colts. Am I nuts that I don't think this sets up too poorly for the Raiders? I actually think this schedule isn't all that bad, depending on, of course, how it lines up and how the games are structured. I look at what the Raiders have next year, and I see a whole bunch of teams that are due to regress. I, I don't believe that the Raiders, especially on uh, their home slate, have the true worst of it. Like, Giants are a regression candidate. The Vikings are a regression candidate. The Packers are a regression candidate. And then you're going to see some franchises that clearly are just trying to figure it out, like Indianapolis, right? I, I don't think this sets up all that poorly for the Raiders. All right, so you're lined up with the AFC East. Well, if I want to see the AFC East, I would much rather get Buffalo at home than have to go up and play in Western New York. I guess it feels good. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't really feel no different. Uh, obviously, uh, it's a testament to you know the team and you know the guys that that, that helped me along the way. Um, so you know that's that's definitely dope to be able to experience that with them. Uh, for me personally, it's just whatever for. Real. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. Studio. Josh Jacobs, a lot of questions in the offseason for the Raiders and after a very questionable season. Steve Cofield, Adam Candy getting ready for the BCS National title game coming up in less than 40 minutes. You just heard Willie Ramirez on the scene. Our official watch party is at Twin Peaks. All right, well, Black Monday is certainly something to uh, break down. Randy Scott is with us, one of the anchors for ESPN, also uh, does ESPN Radio. Randy, how you doing, buddy? Hey, hey, that's a heck of a that's a heck of a welcome, man. It's I was just sort of nodding along, like biting my lip, like yeah, I've, I've lived this Raiders beginning to the off season yes, before. Yes. Um, before any of that, I want to make sure you're okay on, on this Black Monday. It's a very depressing day for a lot of fan bases. No playoffs. People are getting fired. Uh, it sounded like on the home front, uh, one of your children just stepped out of line and just destroyed you. Are you okay? <laughs> I know. I'm actually, 
<laughs> What's going on? Yeah, this is a long long distance call from the great beyond because I got absolutely bodied by my nine year old. Ethered. Just you could tell he heard a joke either heard a joke at school, heard it, you know, at his mom's house, whatever yeah. it was, but he was just dying to use it on me and I walked right into it. He was like, like Daddy, when's the last time you went to the gym? And I was like, Yep, I went this morning as a matter of you know, full New Year's resolution warrior and he's like he's like, Yeah, he goes, Try going inside next time and Ooh. just Wow! Yeah, yeah. Delivered the delivered the punchline, landed the plane, and then just looked at the wreckage, looked at the <laughs> carnage. I was, you know, bleeding before I even knew what had happened. Yeah, you got and, me. You got me. And 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 Randy, will he be sleeping inside or outside tonight? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he'll, be, he'll be in the shed. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. So it's a hybrid. <laughs> a little, little different out here. I mean, we got twenty, probably twenty five degrees outside right now, outside Boston, but. I was just telling him about your joke, dude. About your gym joke. Yeah, he's beaming. Um, no, but, <laughs> as it should be. As, as thing, it absolutely like, should be. This is the thing with my kids now too. Is like they're old enough. I got, I got, I got nine, eight, and five, and they know how much of a Raider fan I am. So I thought when I had kids, no matter where I lived, right? Because I grew up military kid, moved around a, a, a ton, and they were the L.A. Raiders when I was living in San Diego. My dad's a big Chargers fan, still is. And he pointed to them, and he was like, they're the bad guys. And I said, wait a minute, Silver and Black and Bo Jackson? No. These are, this is, I was hooked. That was my team from then on, character-building exercise for the next 30 years of my life. And I thought when I had kids, I could be like, oh, they're going to you know, grow little mini Raider fans. You know, I could like, form an army in the East Coast. And they living here, man, and having duck boats roll down in Boston every other year yep. for, for the quarterback who should not be named – like, I mean, I've lost, I lost that battle before they were even old enough to know what was going on. Well, I'm going to have to name him because we've got to talk about next <laughs> yeah. year and who might play quarterback for the Raiders, Randy. Uh, we've heard plenty thrown out about Brady, Garoppolo, maybe a, a Mac Jones trade. What do you want to see happen if Derek Carr doesn't come back? I, I, man, I've been thinking about this because Steve hit me up, um, I don't know, about a week ago. I was like, hey, do you want to do like a postmortem about, about Carr? And then it became a postmortem about the Raiders. And Derek, I had to think about it, but, like, I'm 40. Is Derek Carr the best Raider quarterback of my lifetime? And I think the answer is yes. Maybe not the most talented. Maybe that was, was that, I mean, Kerry Collins? I, you know, I don't know. Was it, was it Carson Pollard? Carson Pollard is probably the most talented. He mailed it in and hated being there every second. But, but was, it, was it that? You know, like, and, I, and that's such a low, it's such an embarrassingly low bar. And so I was, I was talking to my neighbors about it because they're big Brady fans, and, I was like, uh, I'm, I just don't want the Raiders to be a retirement home. I, I don't want to be Denver, you know, south and west, where you just latch on to a quarterback on the far back nine and hope that he's got something left. I mean, they had a, they had a world-class defense to go with Peyton Manning, you know, and the Raiders have so many questions, so many holes. I mean, you, you said it in the rejoin. Like, we, it's just an offseason unlike any other and a Black Monday that is pretty wide open. And um, I don't want to see Brady. Of that, of that list, you rolled out. I mean, Garoppolo would be fantastic. Um, I've heard, you know, rumors of a, a Roger. You know, just daydream rumors of a, a Rogers and Devontae Adams reunion. Um, I, I just, I don't want Jared Stidham either, though. <laughs> uh, I think, I think the Josh McDaniels offense is far too complicated, and I think that he is the problem. I mean, this is the guy. I love Tim Tebow. He's our college football analyst for Saturday mornings. This is the guy who got duped into drafting Tim Tebow as a first-round quarterback in Denver. Like his his quarterback eye is not, hmm. nor has it ever been, sharp as a talent evaluator. I think he gets paired up with 
you know, the goat in Brady and he gets paired up with Garoppolo, who turned out to be really talented, I think, yeah, he can make something out of it. But he's got an offense where you say 100 words when you can really only, you know, right. it, you, you could say 10. And it, it has a way of, uh, you know, with, with, with Derek Carr's years leading up to Josh McDaniels, was Carr the problem or was the offense the problem? Did, did Derek Carr suddenly become a turnover machine this far into his career, or was the offense unnecessarily difficult and turned him into what he is? I lean toward that. So what do I, what do I want to see? A new coach, <laughs> to be honest, but what do I want to see at the quarterback position out of that group? Garoppolo, for sure. Could you deal with uh, Brady two years as a tutor for the number 7 pick in the draft who will also be a quarterback? He's the bridge to the next guy. Brady the bridge? Um <laughs> Man, what I mean for you guys, like I see him and I see red. I see the guy whose legacy is built on a on a rule in the in the tuck rule that was so bad it was later repealed. Yeah, like I'm I'm I living up here and knowing guys, friends with guys who never let me forget about the tuck rule. Yeah. But I I cannot get I can't get past it. So seeing him in that uniform, I I don't I really don't know what I would do. My my Brady stuff, like I went to a wedding. January of 2017, my buddy Nick was getting married. He worked for the Fenway Sports Group. So this was the first celebrity kind of wedding. Like, <clears throat> John Lester's there. Josh Beckett's there. Kevin Euclid's Like, some Red Sox guys are there. And I'm rolling solo, and I'm sitting next to my buddy who was getting married. He's sitting next to his cousin, who is uh, – or his, his former roommate, who's, who is Kevin Euclid's cousin. So it's me and this kid and then Kevin Euclid's and Euclid's uh, wife. And the Raiders, it was the last time that they were in the playoffs. They lost to Brock Osweiler because Derek's ankle got bent seven different ways, right, and broken. And I'm sitting there at cocktail hour, get after it, wedding, you know, reception, get after it. And they are ribbing me for being a Raider fan. They're like, we live in Boston. Why aren't you a Patriots fan? This is stupid, blah, blah, blah. Tuck roll this, Brady that. And I'm like, you know what? And I just empty the clip on Brady. Just why does he get a why does he get a pass? Why does this? And right. he just come out with his just come out with his uh, pajama line. And they're like, they're like but he's got to admit. And, his, and Kevin Euclid's wife is like, you got to admit he's handsome. And I was like, yeah, but he could just sleep shirtless like a real man. Like I'm everything, everything's coming out. <laughs> the next day, I'm flying back and I connect and like Dulles and I'm looking at my phone and I am kind of thinking nerdily, but I'm like, I had a great time with Kevin Euclid. Like, can I send him a? <laughs> Facebook friend request. Oh, wow. And I see these pictures from the wedding, and I'm Kevin Euclid and his wife, Julie, and I'm thinking, it's Julie Euclid. And she is tagged in these photos as Julie, as Julie Brady, because I forgot that Kevin Euclid married Tom Brady's sister. So the night before, <laughs> I'm emptying the clip, what ripping Tom Brady to his, to his sister. Yeah. And so I call my friend who just got married, wake him up in the honeymoon suite, wherever he was, and he's like, you, you were ruthless. You were cold-blooded. You said everything. You brought up Bridget Moynihan. Like, you, you brought up oh, everything. Oh, man. <laughs> Love it. And I'm like, and I'm like how, did, how, how bad? Like, do I need to apologize? He goes, she was egging you on. She knew. She was laughing the whole time. She was so, egging you on. So I have been Facebook friends with Julie Brady since then, and she's so cool, wow. and the Brady family is so cool. So this is a, this is a me problem for sure, but I – all that haven't been said, man. I, I I could not get over seeing Brady in that uniform. So, uh, long long winded answer to 
to the answer being no. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, a good, uh, yeah, good explanation for the no. Uh, we were just talking about Josh Jacobs in the year he had and the fact that, hey, the Raiders did not uh, pick up the fifth-year option, so it's going to cost them a little more here if they want to franchise tag him. Can you just turn around and go, hey, you know what, we were wrong. We're going to franchise tag him. Or do you want him signed long-term, or do you want to stick with the, the Patriots' way, which is he ain't getting paid and he walks. Yes, I mean, I think Steve, Steve, Adam, and Randy can turn around and say, hey, our bad, we were wrong. Josh McDaniels doesn't have that bone in his body, so no. I, I don't. I think he's played his last game with the Raiders. If he wants to get paid the way he deserves and at that position and that, that lifespan, more power to him. I, I, will, I will always be a Josh Jacobs fan. Um, some of the things that he's done charity-wise, some of the things he's done with his family, his dad, um, he's just good people, and uh, it'll be a real, a real shame to watch him play somewhere else. I just hope it's not against us. Um, but I also, you know, if you want to be cold about it, like, hey, the, the Patriots are, are and it all, will be as long as, as the hoodie's in charge. They are cold-blooded when it comes to personnel decisions. But yeah. the system, you can't argue with the results. So, um, you know, uh, I don't know what, I don't know if it's Zamir. I don't, I, you know what I mean? You can get running back talent, and that sort of is, I come at it maybe from a fantasy am, angle because you never really knew what to expect at that position for the, uh, for the Patriots. They could find talent anywhere. You know, it wasn't just Corey Dillon. It was they could run Brandon Bolden out there and he'd have a good game or, yep. or Stephen Ridley or somebody. So um, I think you got to let him go, especially for what's probably going to be a what twelve million dollar tag, eight eight nine million something like that. Like that money's better spent elsewhere. Randy Scott's with us. Let's close on this one. Randy, of course, one of the anchors for ESPN. He is a Raiders fan, so uh, I hadn't really kind of processed that whole thing because I don't, you know, I'm not a Raiders fan. So, but, you know, I am a Jets fan, so I, um, yeah. I, you know, Brady watching Brady would be interesting. I, but I've just grown to dislike Belichick even more uh, than Brady. And Brady won me over. He was yeah. very fragile this year with his marriage and all that stuff. So I've kind of kind of sided with TB12 yeah. a little bit. Um, if there's going to be another change, because it looks like Carr is gone. If there's going to be another change with the Raiders. Should it be with the defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham, or was he a guy who was just not dealing with a full deck defensively? Man, I, I think, God, that's a good question. Um, I would love to see him, God, I'd love to see uh, him with, with um, a, a fully healthy defensive backfield, but right. I, I don't think it was scheme. I really don't. I think it was personnel. And, I think if, but if Josh McDaniels is, or if, God, yeah, if McDaniels is looking for a, a scapegoat, then it's going to be him. I mean, that's that's that, that's where you point the finger because you can say, hey, we move the football, but you know, defensively we're a sieve. Uh, so no, you're asking me. I say keep him, and I say draft defensively. I know you just said this number seven overall pick. If you can't get, you know, I have concerns about Bryce Young. Bryce is so small out of Alabama. I think he's gone by seven, so maybe it's a moot point. But I think you spend that capital on the defensive side of the ball, which won't win the press conference, won't be popular in Southern Nevada or Raider Nation beyond, but it will be the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we've been drafting off of 40, 40 times for 20 years, 25 years, and it doesn't, it's not winning football. It's not winning culture. Sometimes you have to draft the Khalil Max, you know what I mean? And, and out of Buffalo. And, you know, you have to draft defensive talent that maybe is from a smaller school, but is the best talent on the board. You got to look beyond just the national title game. I mean, how, how long did John and, and Mike draft from just Alabama or Clemson? Because that seemed seemingly was the only college game they watched all year, yeah. you know? So sorry. I, I say, keep them. <laughs> I got to be more official with my own, my own answers. Randy, we appreciate the time. Let's pick up soon, though. A really good conversation. We always want the yeah. perspective of the uh, the Raiders fan at the highest level. You're at a high level, so we always I, want your perspective. 
I don't know about that, but dude, anytime. This has been a blast for me. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Randy. All right, take care, guys. There he is, Randy Scott. Checking in in Vegas. This is a weird show to come on to for Raiders fans because you and I are both, you know, we're looking at each other on the Brady thing, and like while we both have always disliked Brady, um, I can also recognize the fact that there are going to be a lot of Raiders fans who are so freaking desperate to win that, yes, evil incarnate Tom Brady, if he's available and he's better than, you know, what's out there, then you grab him. Want the skinny on UNLV football? Listen to the weekly UNLV All Access podcast with Cofield and Caleb Herring. A new episode drops each Thursday morning at UNLV All Access on Twitter. We the Detroit Lions. We the Detroit Lions. Stop playing with us. I don't even watch TV, but I heard everybody already picked in, picked the Packers over us. Stop playing with us. That's all I got to say, man. Don't let these tears fool you. It's all dog around this mug. Now. Back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. All right, Cofield and Company getting ready for the national title game. George and TCU right here on ESPN Las Vegas. All fired up around this mug. I like that. I feel like that's old. Isn't this mug old? I feel like that's back in the day. Yeah, but you don't get to bring it back. Jamal Williams can bring it back. Wait, why, why can't I bring it back? Because you're old. Okay, I'm bringing it back. Old here. can't bring back old. Young can bring back old. Really? Old doesn't get to bring back old. Old just gets to complain about what young brought back that used to be young that is now a, old young again. What a word Facts. salad. I think we got to can you well, I gotta, we got to pull that after the show. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Nope, uh, it, nope, it all made sense. It, you just didn't listen fast enough. It didn't it, I didn't listen fast enough. Adam Candy Cofield, uh do you have a prediction on this game tonight? Are you going to play uh either side? What are you going to do? No, I, I won't, but I I I'm not going to be particularly uh, controversial about it. Georgia has been the most dominant team in the country, top to bottom, start to finish, and they're going to win this ball game tonight. Uh, I don't know that it's going to be a, a runaway. Uh, TCU has earned this spot for sure, but Georgia has been by far the best team in the country, and I think that shows through again tonight. Okay, I don't think Georgia had that big a gap over the rest of the country, but I do think in this spot they have a pretty good gap over TCU. The uh, the RJ reached out to a lot of us to make picks on this game, and I think in the end... A I lot picked... of us. A lot of us. What's a... Who are us? Wait a second. Oh. Who are we? I don't. Who are we? Tell me Tell me more about us. Who, who, is in this, who is in this group of the Illuminati? Well, I think what I meant by that was the, the, the reached out to the show... And I represented us. the I represented the show. I forgot to ask you guys. Oh, um, I hate what your opinion happens. was was I on the game. Um, I thought you were going to check in like with Tupac and Elvis and all the other Illuminati. Boy, I hope I sent. I'm getting sold. Did I even send in my prediction? Is it sitting in my drafts, Candy? Uh-oh. Oh, God. why don't you use that mug of yours to figure it out? Oh man. I think I sent it in. Anyway, um, I had Georgia winning within the line, not covering. Uh, but I have bet Georgia. I, I bet some of those index props uh, for a Georgia blowout, just in case. Like, if the game so sucks, the game you sucks. Then, you were right. Uh, well, no, no, no. No, because I, I often bet because either way I win. Like, yesterday, late in the game, I bet the Packers money line. Because I was, I was like, I want to see the Lions win. But if the inevitable happens and Rodgers wins again, I'm making money off it. Oh, we're all comfortable with the concept of an emotional hedge. Yes. Like we, we've all we've all been there and done that. I was holding Lions plus five and plus six, so I was just 
gaming out all the different ways I could get screwed. But uh, man, Aaron Rodgers couldn't quite uh, couldn't quite screw me. Didn't get it done, and then one of his teammates completely flipped out. Oh, the Quay Walker thing, man. Look, I, for, for everybody who's going on about, like, in a week when athletic trainers saved a life, the athletic trainer was unbelievable in the DeMar Hamlin situation. But let's just take it to a football player shouldn't be shoving staff, period. And it's the second time this year he's been kicked out for doing the same thing. Probably Roger's fault for the example he sets. You know, willy-nilly, all about me. All undisciplined. Devontae Wyatt with the bump, Rasul Douglas going in there and just taking the ball and knocking it away on the field goal. It's a good thing I got you to steer the ship here, Cofield, because it's not like I remember anything I say. Thank you, Candy. Twin Peaks, Willie Ramirez, go watch the game. It's on Eastern. Great drink specials, scenic views, 29-degree beers. Twin Peaks.